Hi, Rob McConkie here. Welcome to another episode of Postcards from the Bush. I'm calling Season 2, The Happy Hacker Goes West. Yes, this golfing tragic is playing in the Outback Masters. Between games in Charleville, Quilpie, Blackhall, Hewenden and Longreach, I'm meeting up with some of the folks, the artists, the farmers and the townspeople and so many more. Hope you'll join me. We're sitting here at the Huendon Golf Course with um, with Edwina Robertson, photographer, wedding photographer, and golf player extraordinaire, who um, beat me, thrashed me yesterday. But we're playing in the Outback Queensland Masters. I've now played at four different clubs. I'm going to play the fifth in Longreach. When did you start playing in the Outback Masters? Where did you start playing, Edwina? Uh, so I played the first weekend in Biloela, which was uh, sometime in June, four weeks ago or whenever that was. And so I'm playing I'm playing three weekends. So Biloela, then went back to Brisbane for a period of time and now Hewenden and on to Longreach next weekend. Why are you playing in it? Well, a funny thing is my golf coach actually was one of the people behind this magnificent event and one of the brains behind it. So he told me about it and I thought, what a great way to travel and play some golf and, and venture out to Western Queensland. So I jumped on board as soon as I heard about it. Now, a few years ago, you ventured around Australia, basically, taking photographs from the back of your ute. Is it very different Oh, well, this is a bit more comfortable because <laughs> I have money this time when I'm traveling and uh, I'm playing golf. I'm not, I'm not doing many, um, taking many photos this time. But look, I guess uh, in terms of the spirit of community and everyone getting together, it's no different. It's just a, it, this is more a, um, an organized event more so than just a random, random drive and, and um, see where you end up. <laughs> I really like the structure where I'm each weekend I've got somewhere to go. Is that a little bit about what you like? I I think it's a very well put together event. For a new event, yeah. it's A it's well put together and B it is so well priced for for if you wanted to come play six weekends of golf and you get entertainment every weekend, you get fed all weekend. Um, it is so well priced and it's affordable for everyone to come and travel and see parts of Western Queensland or Outback Queensland and also, you know, meet other people from all around Australia. It's a fantastic event. How's your golf? <laughs> well, Billy Billy was pretty shocking because it was my first competition, but I, I played pretty well. Like yesterday we played together and I played, I felt like I p- played pretty well and today was... Mm, average, but um, I'm a beginner. I've only been playing for five months, so I have to take a bit more pressure off myself, I think. Seriously, you've only been playing for five months. You've got a beautiful strike of the ball. Oh, thank you. Well, I, I have been having coaching. I thought when I took up golf, when I decided to make the commitment to do it and buy the clubs, and I um, have been getting coaching once a week, and it has helped. And, you know, I got my first eagle after four months of playing, so that was pretty impressive. But, uh, look, golf golf you love it some days you hate it the the next so it's it's never the same you started playing during COVID last year Mm. I understand I think you had about six lessons how has COVID treated you as a photographer oh it's been tough um I've tried not to really sit in that difficulty of because I travel interstate I shoot predominantly country weddings so I'm traveling all over Australia for for my work so last year I sort of wasn't working for a good part of 
seven or eight months. Um, and I started another business because I, out of necessity, but it's the border closures that's really got me. Um, but it's, I'm not in the worst position. There's a lot more people doing it a lot tougher than I am. So I've just sort of taken in my stride and it's just, it's just frustrating that, you know, life can't go on and there's all these ups and downs and it's, it's the inconsistency and it's the unknown I think that gets me. Um, but you just deal with it. You know, I've still got a roof over my head. I can still feed myself. I can still go away on a few weeks holiday. So life's not that bad. Now, what do you do with your dog when you go away? Because your dog is incredibly special and it's something that we share apart from a love of golf. You've got a border collie cocker spaniel cross, which is the same as my dog, Harvey. <laughs> yeah, so, well... After now knowing you've lost Harvey, you, you're going to be Harvey, um, Geordie's next uh, pet sitter. But he, look, he stays with friends. Um, he came to Billawila with me. If I can take him, I do. Um, just depends if I fly or if I drive. But he has travelled a lot. That dog for for a pound dog, he's had a very loving and adventurous life post post pound. <laughs> And how does he go when you're out on you're out working? You're taking photographs. Have you ever taken him on a photo shoot? Oh yeah, he loves it. He usually tries to get in the photo, but um, <laughs> I'm always telling him to get out. But yeah, he's he very easy, very um, well well mannered, and easy dog to look after. So I'm very blessed in in that sense. Fast and stupid, or very intelligent, really? Oh, very intelligent, more human. easily trainable. So, but I didn't have to do anything. He's just very smart, good natured, yeah, beautiful. handsome, very handsome, good, good spooner, likes to spoon. <laughs> so, you know, who needs a boyfriend when you got a dog like that? This is postcards from the bush, and I'm calling this season the Happy Hacker Goes West. I'm Robin McConkey. Stay with me and enjoy. <laughs> do go out in these country shoots you specialize in country wedding photography why that approach um well when I started shooting weddings in 2013 I saw it as a bit of a um there was a gap in the market so at the time if you were say getting married at Hewenden you'd have maybe a selection of one or two local photographers who'd probably been doing it for a very long time so we're a bit you know, a bit older, had the same style, everyone had used them. Otherwise, you may have been lucky to get a photographer from Townsville or maybe even Cairns, but then there was a cost that came with that, with that travel to get photographers from, you know, a distance. And photographers weren't actually willing to travel west or, you know, out to the bush. So I saw this gap in the market where I instantly pretty much niched in country weddings and going and shooting um, private property weddings and, and weddings out in the bush because there's a lot of people who want to get married where they were raised or where their partner grew up or where they've settled or, or whatnot whatever, for whatever reason. Um, and so that's – I just became this photographer who lived in Brisbane but would was willing and with minimum cost to travel out into regional and rural areas. And the first year I shot 13 weddings, the second year I shot 53 purely because – I met that market and that gap in the market and look to be honest now everyone's a country wedding photographer they're they're 
everywhere. So, how important was it that you grew up in the bush? You grew up at Glenness, that you had an empathy with the country because you're mm. shooting weddings in country areas, mm. and that's different mm. from shooting them in mainstream Brisbane. Um, oh, it's definitely helped, um, and I love country people. You know, I love the hospitality, I love the generosity, um, I love the stories that comes with it, and it keeps. I've been doing it. You know, this is my ninth year. It keeps it fresh for me too because I can shoot a wedding down in Victoria one weekend. The next weekend I'm, you know, on the South Burnett or something. It's totally different. Even though they're all in the country, Mm. the variation in the landscapes and the people and the communities is completely different. So it's kept it interesting for me, which has kept a longevity in my career. Mm. So that's helped a lot. But it's just... They are so much more typically, and I say that in inverted commas, typically more relaxed. They're all about more fun. You know, it's all a community spirit. It's not just two people getting married and no one knows about Mm. it. The whole town or the whole area will know that such and such is getting married. And I think that's really special. So, and and it's a, it's, I feel very honoured to be able to go into people's homes and to where they've grown up or, you know, where their mother was raised or whatever their backstory is to why they chose to get married at that particular spot and share that, share images of how I see that particular spot for them to have those memories forever. That's that's a huge honour for me to be able to capture that. Edwina, one of the most famous photos you took was in during the drought and you started photographing in 2013 and that was really the start of the terrible drought Mm -hmm. that went on for about seven years. That amazing photograph um, of a bride in a drought-stricken paddock and I seem to remember dust. Mm -hmm. What inspired you with that photo? Well, it wasn't even about the photo at the time. It was about the story behind the photo of this... um, yeah, dusty uh, bridal party walking across the Blackall cricket yeah. pitch. And we did have someone outside doing some burnouts, creating a bit of a dust storm. It wasn't a real dust storm, as some people believe. But um, it was more so the fact that shortly before the wedding, the bride's family who were from Blackall had destocked. Um, so it was bittersweet. You know, they had this beautiful occasion that they were celebrating, but times were really tough. And it was tough for the community and uh, all the locals because it, they'd been in drought black all in that was in 2015 they'd been in drought by four, for four years so they were doing it really tough and i just wanted to share i guess the sentiment behind what drought meant financially mentally emotionally you know in terms of humanizing the drought and that's why that photo went viral not mm. not so much the f- photo itself but mm. the story and the message behind the photo and the fact that I was willing to donate $3 of my own money uh, for every share of that photo and to type the black dog. So, yeah, it got shared 5,000 times in the first 24 hours. So that was a bit of a crazy, <laughs> crazy period of my life. But um, yet again, a, a huge blessing for me, a huge blessing for many others because it highlighted and it brought awareness about what the drought meant to so many people in Western Queensland at that particular point. You obviously feel a lot for people. You, you connect with people. And I believe you're actually moving into a new phase of your life where you're going to be a foster parent. Yes. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm at this um, wonderful stage in my life where, look, I, I'm... I have a lot of flexibility, probably too much sometimes. I can do what I want and I, I do do what I want, but I feel like I need some, a little bit of responsibility. You know, Geordie can come anywhere with me, but um, 
I'm not partnered. I don't have any of my own children. So becoming a foster carer is something I feel like I can give back to a child and give some love and a secure home to a child who has doesn't have that so I'm really excited about this I'm only doing respite caring which is every second weekend at at this point but it's it's a start in in the right direction for me I believe it looks like you're always moving forward I mean when COVID came and photography went downhill you started up a new business you started up playing golf you're out here you're adventuring around the bush you're taking on foster care you're always moving forward yeah I try to I read something recently about and as a look I'm mid-30s female and I think for a lot of women who may be single my age we're so focused on trying to find a love story Mm. and I was that person I was always trying to find love trying to find myself a husband you know and I read something where it said stop worrying about your love story start worrying about your life story because and now that's changed my whole train of thought I'm just creating this beautiful life I'm having this amazing journey and that will happen when it's meant to. And that your love story is part of your life story, but your life story is the big part. And that's what I think everyone, regardless if you're partnered or not, should be focused on. What can you do? Because we're, we're here for a short time. What can you do in that time? What can you give back? What can you achieve? You know, every what lessons are you going to learn out of every failure? You know, and I think there's, there's so much beauty in that. And it's quite just a simple message, but I think we, we forget. We get caught in the rat race where... You know, and sometimes I just look back and go, I've I've achieved a lot for a thirty-six year old and I'm I'm really proud of that. But you know, there's still plenty more things to achieve and why not? That's what a young bloke said to me when I was at, got lost out in the middle of the between Eramanga and um Kulpi. And he said I said I was playing in the million dollar golf thing and he said, Oh, you're gonna win the million dollars? And I said, Oh no, I won't. He just looked at me and said, Why not? Mm. And I think that's mm. what young people in mm. the bush is sort of saying today. Mm. Why not? Mm. Why not give it a go? Mm. Yeah, I, I totally you know, that's how I live my life. I, I I wouldn't it's funny because I don't consider myself adventurous, but I do a lot of things that most people wouldn't. You know, I've had people I'm I'm the youngest adult here in this competition. Um and everyone says, "Oh, you're here by yourself." And I say, "Yeah." And they said, "Oh, that's very, very brave of you." I'm, well, I'm not at, har- I'm not in harm. I'm not unsafe. I'm just going, putting myself out there, and you know, I'm still making friends. Obviously, a lot of these people are retired or mm. you know, grey nomads. But so what? They've had life experience. We share stories. They're, they can drink more than I can. So <laughs> that was they, proven yesterday. Yeah, they they party hard. So. I don't know. I just I think as I get older, I I'm guilty of probably always being a little bit judgmental, but I'm trying to break down those mm. barriers and learn more about people who aren't from the same um, background as I, or we haven't shared the same journey. Because I think everyone's got a story, and when you just let that wall down to accept people for who they are, life's so much more more freeing, and it's. It's actually really nice. So I really enjoy it. I think it. it's about learning to listen. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Two ears, one mouth, right? <laughs> Edwina Robertson, thank you very much for your time. Good luck in Longreach. I hope you don't win the million-dollar hole. I want to win it. But thank you very much for your time. Pleasure. Thanks, Robin. Hope you enjoyed our chat. Please subscribe to Postcards from the Bush with Robin McConkie and join me on the next adventure in The Happy Hacker Goes West. Mm-hmm.